Welcome to the Revenue Accelerators Podcast, a show featuring B2B sales and business leaders. Hosted by Excelogy founder and 19-year sales veteran with leadership experience in strategic enterprise and telecom sales, Deep Trikonod. This show uncovers strategies and techniques business leaders have used to go from zero to one and beyond. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe, rate, and review the show to help us reach more people. Revenue Accelerators is brought to you by Excelogy. We help B2B sales leaders improve sales performance by leveraging our patent-pending data-driven sales coaching systems. Find us at www.excelogy.com. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone. Thank you for attending another episode of Revenue Accelerators. Today with me, I have Brad Adams, Senior Master Sales Trainer from Sales Gravy. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here, Deep. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So so if we can get right into it, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Brad? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I am Brad. Um, I'm from Georgia. I work with Sales Gravy, and um, I have the blessing of getting in front of sales professionals every day and helping them get better at what they do. Um, I've got four kids, a wife, love to spend my time at my lake house and on the weekends. I love it. I love it. So, so, um, how did you get into doing what you're doing? Like, what is, what is it that you do? So senior sales trainer, can you kind of define that a little bit? Um, sure. senior master sales trainer or other. That's okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, sales gravy, Jeb Blunt is our CEO and, and he's a best selling author. He's got, I believe, 15 books at this point that are in print. Wow. And, uh, several of those are pr- just, you know, monthly best selling on, on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, you name it. And because of that, uh, companies are, are, you know, engage us to help them get better at some sort of sales discipline. And, uh, I'm one of the people on our team that goes out and trains those companies in said discipline. So for instance, fanatical prospecting is probably one of his biggest, uh, biggest hits, but, uh, you know, objections and negotiations are, are right there behind it. Uh, I get in front of teams and, and, and train their teams to do better at whatever the skill is that they need help with. I love it. Wow. That, okay. So, so how, and how did you, how did you, get to where you are like what well, if you can kind of tell us like your path professionally on how you got to to be doing what you're doing sure sure uh well i'll start off in the very beginning which is kind of a funny story um i like so many people coming out of school thought that sales was something that you know if you couldn't do anything else maybe you, you maybe fell into sales and it wasn't something that i i was wanting to elevate myself to my dad was in sales but i always thought you know i can do better than that right i can do better than a sales yeah. job and so i went to work for this company uh degree in finance from the university of georgia and um and and was working on the finance side and actually in their credit department and it just wasn't fun i, I was basically chasing past two money from people and I didn't like it at all um, <laughs> yeah. under the tutelage of the CFO. But um, I, I just, I, I didn't like what I did. And so they moved me into purchasing. Um, my wife was going to school at the time. We were just starting, you know, our, our adulting lives, if you will. Yep. And I, I just, they just kept putting more and more and more on my plate. And I was like, gosh, that, I'm doing so much and I'm getting paid just rubbish. Nothing. Yeah. And, uh, and so I put my file my resume on file because I'm dating myself because back in the day they didn't have, you know, Indeed and whatnot. <laughs> I put my resume on file 
at the University of Georgia. They sent it to my current employer with the very with with current job at the top, and they're like, eh, "Brad, we we don't like people looking for jobs. We want people to be happy here. Normally, we let people go, but you're kind of like family. So, what are you looking for?" I told them what I was looking for. They walked back in the conference room and they said, "Well, we can't do that, but we'd like to offer you a position in sales." And so I was like, "Wait." I'm either going into sales or I'm getting fired. I said, we, we didn't want to say it that way, but yes. Um, so, so month one in sales, I made like $11,000. Month two, I made two. You know, it, it was bumpy and messy getting myself going, but I found out that I was pretty good at sales. And so I, I, I spent, you know, most of my life in sales and then was working in with sales gravy in sales, uh, until we just really baked out the, the, um, the sales training arm of our company. And then I immediately jumped into that. Love what I do. So that's, that's awesome. So, so, so what you were working on as, you know, in finance or accounting, that same company spun out sales gravy. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Jeb started sales gravy. Um, okay. I, I had a couple, you know, a couple jobs in between that, but Jeb, oh, okay, uh, okay. I, I joined Jeb back in 2010, I believe. Okay. Um, and it, it was just me and him at the time. And, um, and then since then we've, you know, Jeb's built quite a nice little company. Um, but yeah, I, I was doing the selling and he was doing the selling. And then as we grew, he was doing the training and I was doing the selling. And as we grew, we started adding other resources and, you know, they nice. freed me up to do more training and off we went. So, so, so did you, were you kind of Jeb's first, first student effectively of, of the, of the sale? Meaning like, how did you, how did you, build the, the sales methodologies, the sales approaches that you've learned over the years to, to kind of start in sales training? Or did you have a sales job prior to that? Like, how did you, how did it all come together for you? Yeah, I was in, in my twenties. I, I would, you know, the company that I worked for, I moved into sales and, and I was, um, I rose to top five out of 400 sales professionals on there. And, uh, I was a leader. I managed a team. I, they actually sent me out to, I, I, I saw that, you know, where you were from with your phone number, yep. they actually sent me out to Carlsbad to, oh, nice. to work with a company out there that we had just bought. And so, you know, I, I had a lot of kind of on the ground training back in my twenties and I just used that throughout my career. So I've been selling all my life. Uh, I've definitely refined my process. Um, I never really had formal sales training. I just had managers that coached me a little bit along the way. And so with Jeb, um, as you can imagine, he believes, and of course I believe in, in what we teach. And because of that, he made sure that I implemented what he wrote about and yeah. the methodology and, uh, and, and, and it's worked exceptionally well for me. That's, that's awesome. That, and, and, and you said 2010, so you've been doing this for at least 13 years, at least. Yep. Um, that's, sure that's, have. that's awesome. Is there, is there, so, so, and then, and then sales gravy themselves, um, kind of wh where do you guys focus? Like, what is your specialty? What do you try? What do you like to do? You mentioned, you kind of rattled off a few different focuses before, mm -hmm. but it, in terms of industry, in terms of, the, is it, are there sales teams or sales individuals? Are there sales organizations themselves? Like, how do you guys engage your, your customers and your clients? Well, just like, just like we teach our clients, uh, we we do cold calling, cold outreach. We do uh, we have a marketing uh, funnel that we get inbound leads. We manage the accounts we have and uh, attempt to get additional business. Uh, we deliver legendary customer experience while we're working with customers. We deliver the outcomes that we say we're going to deliver. 
So it, it's just the all in, you know, everything sales related. We have content for from hi, my name's Brad to, you know, to, hey, let's renew this five year contract. And, and, and every step along the way we have content for. So we don't uh, specialize in any one industry. And, and I actually do that purposefully because I'm able to grab nuggets and knowledge from one industry and apply it to another industry. Uh, which uh, which allows us to to come in and 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 be different and think outside the box, all predicated on the proven methodology that that we teach from the from the books. That that's awesome. Actually, you you raise a good point in terms of sales is sales is sales almost to the at the end of the day because we're all human beings and we all kind of love a good story or uh, or whatever the value proposition is, regardless. And so. Um, it sounds like the methodology you use are kind of, you know, it, 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 it's consistent throughout whatever industry. So finance, healthcare, high tech, or whatever it might be, um, the sales, the sales approach would, would be the same. So, um, is there anything you can, that you can share off the top of your head or, or otherwise about a kind of a school of hard knocks, a hard lesson sure. learned that you've experienced that? That yeah, that you've taken to heart, or that you share as part of your training and in your stories that you tell to your. I I've actually got two. Um, one of them is pretty is pretty significant. The uh, well, they're both pretty cool. But I, I want to go back to one thing that you said really quickly. Um, yes, our methodology is is a hundred percent adaptable to to whatever type of company we're working with. Um, but when we engage with a private company, we go the extra mile to really, really learn about their uniqueness. And then we integrate that into the training and versus mm. just saying, hey, this is out of the box training. Go figure out how it applies to you. We actually make that connection, that final 15 percent, 20 percent connection from our core methodology to exactly what they do in their process so that it connects to the salespeople because, you know, you're in sales and you've worked with salespeople. They've got a BS detector. And yes. if you're coming in just giving them blanket statements and generic stuff, they, they check out really, really quickly. But if you can apply it to their specific challenges, their specific strengths, um, it, it, it's much more connective and they get more out of it. That's so, a great – actually, you raise a great point because the term best practices – in, in effect, effectively are just average, the best average practices or the average right. best practices. Cause once you get on a per, per product or per service or per company, you do need to, there are nuances that are required to actually adjust whatever those best practices are to apply it to that business or that, their, that particular opportunity. Sure. And so I, that's a good point. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I I, tell me if we have time for both, but I'm, I'm going to tell you two stories. So story yeah, number one um, is um, I'm just I'll say his name, John. I'm not going to say where he works, but uh, John is a, uh, a young man. He was an amazing football player. He played in an ACC school as a linebacker and was drafted into the NFL and, and drafted in the higher round. So he was one of those people that, you know, they were thinking, yeah, you know, this isn't like a cut whether or not you're going to make the team. We're trying to figure out are you going to start or are you going to be second string. Yep. He was a, he was an elite football player, and um and and during the during the preseason games that were played, um or the practices, I'm not sure, but one of those two, he hurt his knee, and the doctor 
this was not the first time the doctor told him, he said, you're done. You know, if you keep playing, you might be crippled for the rest of your life. There's just nothing left in that knee. There's nothing we can do. Um, you're, you're one, you know, even if you recover for this, you're one good hit away from maybe never walking again. And so you got to retire. And so he retired. And of course he wasn't able to make the, the income that he was expecting and he was grinding for all his life. So he, he took a job in sales and, um, he took the discipline of working hard and, you know, the, all the things you have to do to be good at college athletics and even professional athletics, but it just wasn't applying to his role in sales. He was making maybe the same amount of money per year that he would have made per football game <laughs> in the NFL, even, even as, as a rookie. Yeah. And so he was frustrated. He had a couple kids. He was looking to buy a house. He was just limited by, by himself. And it wasn't the company. The company had people that were making three, four, $500,000. He just wasn't himself. Yeah. And so the CEO of the company said, hey, I want you to work with John because he seems like he's got all the goods. He seems like he's got everything he needs, but he's just not getting it done. And so I was able to work with John and it ultimately fell down to discipline, which is odd because he was so disciplined in his approach. But he just didn't have someone that was holding him accountable. And he also didn't know exactly what to do to be successful. So we worked on what we call the five disciplines of ultra high performance, which is time discipline pipeline discipline, probability discipline, people discipline, and emotional discipline. And, and I put together a plan for him. And he applied the plan. He stayed focused on his time. He was bad to chase a squirrel, uh, you know, do, just get distracted from what he was yep. doing. He was bad, bad to chase that. And then um, and, and just focus on prospecting, focus on top of the funnel, focus on targeting the right fits, the probability, focus on expanding his stakeholders inside those larger accounts, he just he was working smart and hard, yeah. and at the end of the day, uh, two and a half years into the plan, you know, we 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 set up a plan of of your your growth to three hundred, and two and a half years into the plan, he was um, in the mid twos, so a little bit behind his plan because of COVID. We actually put mm -hmm. this together the winter before COVID, um, but he he was still tracking towards that, and and you know it flipped his life around because he was able to make. The kind of income that he really wanted to make in sales and and he just needed some help along the way but he 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 did it i mean he 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 focused he he grinded he he did all the things that he needed to do and um and it just took kind of that slap in the face to to realize that it takes more than just being competitive and 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 working hard you had to actually have a process and had to think about what you did and be have a system and that's the part that he was lacking so so proud of him for for getting to where he is. And, that, that's uh, that's a great story. In fact, the the point you make around discipline is is something that um, is. I mean, th th it applies to actually all aspects of life. But um, it, it's interesting that you mentioned how discipline in sales and sales methodologies and applying those practices in a in a in a practiced rhythm and in a, in, a, in a discipline um, ultimately it it leads to success. So that's that's a great point. Um you mentioned uh and and John's doing well, I suspect. Are you keep in touch with him? Is he is he uh Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still working with the company, so I see him I see him every week. Oh that's great. Are um are there still additional kind of nuggets of knowledge that you continue to impart up, um upon him? Yeah, a lot of it is just a reminder. A lot of it is, you know, six months down the road, he'll fall into some habits that 
you know, we just, hey, remember, let's back up a little bit. Let's focus on the on the blocking and tackling to, to use yeah. his, his method, you know, to use what he's he's connected to. But uh, it's more maintenance than anything. I mean, he's got he's got the goods. He's got he knows what to do now, and it's just more maintenance. But I'm actually working with this whole team, so every now and then John will call me and he'll say, "Hey, Brad," and and we'll have a 30 minute conversation, get him back nice. on track. But but uh, yeah, he's doing a great job. That's awesome. You mentioned you have another story. Actually, I'd love to hear that one too. Okay, I'll I'll tell that one pretty quickly. Um, so there's a guy named. This was back in um, maybe 2018, I think. <laughs> there's a guy named Rodney that um that wanted to join a fanatical prospecting boot camp that we had and and so he came in as a lead I gave him a call we had a conversation he gave me his credit card his credit card was declined he gave me a couple more credit cards they were declined he tried to get me to split it up into multiple payments oh like man we, like we couldn't get it through and and you know I wanted to help the guy um but I was also struggling to to try to get him done so I I brought in one of our our newer sales reps Brooke to help me out and she was able to figure it out and get him in the class yeah so Rodney was awesome. Like he was a student of the game. He was he he was working so hard, and he kept saying after you know at the end, "Hey Brad, can you can you give me ten minutes after this class?" And I did every time. I gave him ten minutes, and he was just asking me questions. How do I do this? What do I do here? What can I do? How can I do this? Da 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 da. And so um, so I I felt like I gave Rodney a good experience, and and he was excited. And then um, maybe about ten to twelve months later, I mean, I was actually it was about eighteen months later, um. He he got back on uh, on another class and he said, "Hey, you you remember me?" I was like, "Yeah, I remember you, Rodney. What's going <laughs> on? How you doing?" And then he asked me. He said, "Hey, can you um, can, can you stay after?" And I was like, "Sure, sure." And then so when I got on the call, we, we were on a Zoom and he was sitting in his in his in his den. And um, actually, I think it was probably about two and a half years later, in between. But anyway, we were sitting. In, he was sitting in his den and he said, "Hey, Brad." You know, I, I just wanted to personally thank you. What what you didn't know is when I when I first called you, um, I was homeless, and um, I, that's why I was having such a hard time putting together the payment. And he came me kind of his back history. He was actually he managed a a hip hop band that got a gold album, and he was like he had some oh, wow. really good success in his early career. But but when 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 it got rocky, he just hadn't prepared to manage the finances the right way, yep. and, and 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 he ended up losing everything. And so I was just like, oh, my God. And he started talking to me about the things that he learned and how he applied them and how he had just gotten President's Club. And and then he showed me his house. And he's like, this is the house that I was able to buy. And just thanks so much for your help. But the School of Hard Knocks, I mean, that that's that's kind of made me think about that story. Because yeah. there's this guy that was homeless. Now, he did it. I'm, I'm not trying to take the credit for it. He just applied some of the things we taught him. But he went out. He was homeless. He went out. He said, screw this. I'm not going to be homeless anymore. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to go into sales. I'm going to take a class. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to invest in myself. And he did. And he worked hard. He ground. He, he got better. And, uh, and he was able to be, you know, a top performing sales person at the team that he went to work for. And somebody gave him a chance too, which is great. It's just a good human story. It is a and, great and then story. Since then, he was able to be successful and and buy his house and get back on his feet again. What I what I especially love actually about that because there's a ton of people selling snake oil, right. and for someone like that to to find you guys as opposed to someone else selling snake oil, I think was also kind of um, fortuitous. Yeah, it was, it was it, for him. It was great. It was, it was, oh, that's a, that's a, he, that's an awesome story. And, um, 
and do you keep in touch with with him as well like how is he um where is he at these days do you know anything i about need to him? call him i need just tell him the story i'm like man i need to call him and catch up it's probably been a year and a half since i talked to him but okay. uh i do keep up with him from time to time he's just a he's just a good dude you know just a just a happy uh gotten kicked in the teeth in my life and i'm still going to get up every day and grind and 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 you know was I'm there so anything of him. was there anything in particular that you remember about rodney um that you were able to kind of fix for him things that he might have been doing wrong or that or that he didn't yeah actually more probably on the wrong side than just didn't even know is there i think it was mostly that he just didn't know because he was not in sales i mean he okay he, so the way the reason he chose sales is because as he was on the streets just looking at you know observing the area he he saw these people that had fancy cars and he started asking them Hey, what do you do? And and the vast majority of them were, were salespeople. Sales. And he's like, I, I think I can get into sales. And then and then he started asking him, Hey, who do you who do you follow? What would you recommend if I were going to get into sales? You know, but and and they were like speaking to him and stuff. It was really cool. And a couple of people for, fortunately said us. And and so I think it was really more of a he didn't know what he didn't know versus the one thing that 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 we fixed. I think his willingness to just to persevere against all odds yeah. was why it just kind of worked for him. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then also that, that tenacity to just kind of ask strangers oh, yeah. is basically kind of cold calling. He's kind of cold calling at that point. He was cold calling. <laughs> <laughs> just to even find you guys. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's huge. He was already, he was already kind of learning a little bit about sales, even at that point. Cause it takes, oh, yeah. It, you know, it's it's definitely not easy, and it requires that perseverance. It requires that tenacity to just keep going. You're going to have your hard days. You're going to have your good days, and just to kind of keep keep doing the keep going through the motion. So, Brad, thank you so much. Sure. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, for joining me today, is there anything that you'd like to share with with the listeners? Um, that I that we didn't get a chance to talk about. I I don't think so. I, I thought it was a great conversation. I appreciate you having me on today. Um. And, you know, just I think we told a couple of good stories about uh, tenacity and and picking yourself up and figuring it out. I love them. They're great stories, Brad. Thank you for sharing. Thank you to, to Rodney and John, if you're listening um, and everyone else. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to spend with us today. Um, and we'll catch you on the other side. Thanks again. Be sure to check us out at www.excelogy.com. 